Hey, if you enjoy this show or have learned anything from it, would you take a minute and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts? I know most of you listen on Apple, so right now, go to the show, scroll to the bottom of the page, and give us a star rating. Or better yet, leave us a review and we'll feature it right here on the show. It helps us to know you're listening and we'd really appreciate it. All right, on to the episode. Hey there, welcome to the Work From Home Voice Actor Podcast. Whether you're a regular listener or have recently decided to tag along with us here, thank you for joining us. And I hope we can offer some tips and strategies that help you in your VO journey. I'm Melanie Scroggins. I'm a fellow voice actor and your motivational guide through the world of VO. In this show, we talk about all things voiceover and I answer your questions about the industry and how you can be successful working from home as a voice actor. I'm celebrating four years as a full-time freelancer, three years offering professional voiceover services, and two years of working full-time as a remote voice actor. So today on the show, I'm sharing five thoughts, ideas, lessons that I've learned during that time. But first, a huge shout out to Sir Isaac at the Business RPG Podcast. Because one, we had an awesome conversation on his show that aired in two parts, and you can now listen to the entire conversation on his podcast. So go check it out and I'll link it in the show notes. And two, because he left us a review for the podcast. So he says, I started listening because I was curious. And now Melanie has given my wife and I the confidence to start our VO journey. Fantastic podcast. Okay, y'all, this is what it's all about for me coming alongside you and showing you there is a way, there is a door for you to walk through. So for those of you out there looking to make voice acting happen, know that it's possible for you to get started today. If that's you, check out our free mini course with everything you need to know before you step into VO. I'll link it in the show notes. And for those of you using what you've learned from the show in your business, follow Isaac's lead and leave the show a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts and it helps me to know you're listening. All right, let's dive in. I'll never forget looking at a post on Instagram a few years ago of another freelancer sharing about her journey in the freelance space. She was celebrating her two-year freelance anniversary, and I remember thinking, two years as a full-time freelancer, wow, that is the dream, to live and work as I please. And now it's been almost four years since I left my last office job, three years working as a full-time freelancer, and two years working as a full-time voice actor. There are so many pieces of advice that I could share with you in today's episode, but I'm going to try to keep it simple. So here are the five big thought nuggets I want you to have and munch on. One, something is only impossible until someone makes it happen. So this could possibly be because I've been watching a ton of SpaceX and Elon Musk interviews and launches and all those things. And the idea of SpaceX and the inspiration for launch that happened last year are extremely inspirational to me. One. Two, I rewatched The Rescue, which is a documentary about the cave rescue in Thailand from 2018, and I'm now reading the book for the first time. So this idea of something being impossible is not always a farce, but most of the time it is, because it just means that someone hasn't done it or figured out a way to make something happen yet. So regardless of where life takes us, at some point, in the words of Air Force Major Charles Hodges, so during the cave rescue in Thailand that we just talked about, In an interview, he said, you've got to do something because if you don't do something now, the decision will be made for you. And I'm not sure where you are in your journey right now, 
but the first indicator that became apparent to me before I made the jump into full-time freelancing was that I didn't seem to fit with any office I worked in. Sometimes it felt like it was my coworkers or the general building aesthetics with the horrible paint color choices, but most of the time it was the sheer nature of the work and how it was done. I didn't like that I had to work the way someone else wanted me to, and during a set time, someone dictated for me. No matter what the job, whether it was a law firm, a university, a park system, cashier, none of those roles connected with who I am. There was always a division that ran really deep. But guess what? It wasn't the office's fault. It wasn't my coworkers' fault. It wasn't even my boss's fault. They were simply working in a system designed for them that they chose to be a part of. At that point, it became up to me to figure out what I needed to do and when, because that system is more than happy to take me in and swallow me up every time. So eventually, these questions started to come to mind. What would different than this look like for me? What is the impossible dream I have for myself and what I do for work? And better yet, if it's impossible, why have I seen so many other people do it? Especially now, freelancing and working from home are part of the everyday working conversation like never before. And whether you want to attribute that to COVID or advances in technology and communication, which I'd wager it's definitely a mix of a bunch of factors, this is reality. You can do whatever you want if you're willing to do a bit of research and learn how to make it work for you in your desired lifestyle. So three years ago, I had no idea the kind of lifestyle my family and I would be able to live like we are today. We're not making so much money that we have no idea what to do with, but we are making a living doing what we want when we want because we decided we wanted to do so and because we've designed a system that works for us. Number two, work with what you have until you have more to work with. This is basically my working motto. And if you've been around a while, you've heard it many times. This idea is important for many reasons. Firstly, it lets you know that there's a way to get started without having to build an entirely new door to walk through. And two, you don't need to spend an arm and a leg just because you're a beginner. If you want to know what you need to get started today in voiceover, listen to the five essential tools episode and check out the free mini course. I'll link them in the show notes. Because here's the deal. If you spend, let's say, $1,000 on gear to get started, only to realize later on you didn't need half of what you bought, or worse yet, you didn't give yourself time to try out the gear before you bought it, not only are you now out of time and money, but you haven't even given yourself time to experiment and learn about yourself, your voice, and your business needs before jumping the gun. So be sure to assess what you have, work within those limits, and be ready for your next moment, the moment you realize you're ready for level two. And this will vary from person to person, but if you stick with it, you'll know when it's time to buy a new piece of equipment, start working on your demo, etc. And I'll tell you one thing, and if for those of you who know my story, you've heard me say this before. When I first started in voiceover, literally somebody said, I think it was a class I was taking or something like that, maybe a podcast I was listening to, they said you had to be ready to spend at least $10,000 to set yourself up for success as a professional voice actor. That's not true. It's not true. I don't remember how much I spent to kind of get my business going, but it was probably less than $200. So anyway, for those of you who have been told there are these huge, you know, things you've got to go through, maybe go back and listen to how the Age of the Gatekeeper is ending episode, because we talk a lot about that on the other mic. It's an important thing for you to know, because if you believe you have to spend a ton of time, a ton of money before you get going, you're never going to get started. And that's part of the point. That's what gatekeeping is. 
So keep an eye on that. Be aware of it and just try to figure out something that works for you. But don't not do something because you're afraid. All right. Number three, why not you? Why not now? Like we just talked about in the last point, I had to come to the realization that others were doing what I wanted to do, working how I wanted to work. Was there some special, was there a magical well they had partaken from that I just needed to find? No. And as Gina Horky of Horky Handbook always says, why not you? Why not now? Because there is no well, no pill, no potion that will show you exactly what you need to do. But it shouldn't stop you from digging in, learning from others who have done the thing you want to do, and start laying out a game plan for how you'll make it happen. Number four, involve those closest to you. Make them a part of your impossible dream. If you're familiar with the musical The Greatest Showman, you'll recall that Hugh Jackman's character, P.T. Barnum, first became successful because his family was walking alongside him, cheering him on to make his big dream happen. It wasn't until P.T. decided to go off on his own to pursue a seemingly unrelated endeavor where his family couldn't go with him that he started to veer off the path they'd already agreed upon. This caused strife and almost the ending of his family unit as he knew it. And I'll give you a personal example of this in our life. So recently, I decided I wanted to take on a very big and serious endeavor with my podcasting and narration talents. Long, embarrassing story short, I did not include Jeremy in this idea. I knew he'd say no. I knew he wouldn't want me to do it, to veer off. So I didn't share my ideas with him. And worst yet, I'd already started making decisions without him about this project that he had no idea about. Yep, it was a recipe for utter disaster and heartache, and that's exactly what happened. I went off on my own and caused an issue within our family. I say this because as entrepreneurs, it's so easy to see the next glittering thing. And we're creative, so we can and we will make anything happen. But the reality is, the project offered nothing to my life except a new creative hobby, which I definitely don't need right now. And it created such chaos in my family unit that I'm truly slapping myself now thinking about it, because that is not the dream. That was never the plan. And while dreams grow and plans change, including those we love will not only help us to feel motivated and encouraged to keep pressing into what we really want to do, but it makes the success that we do have full and rewarding. And this is one reason that we need to, number five, set up a simple system that works for you and how you work. So we'll dive into this in more detail in next week's episode. But this is by far what took me from struggling freelancer to okay, I don't feel like entrepreneurship is total chaos. Like anything in life, wearing a smartwatch to help us get our steps in, setting an alarm so we don't oversleep and lose out on precious time, ordering curbside delivery for groceries so we can get back to our day. We have tools and processes in place everywhere in our lives to help us live and work more efficiently and in ways that work for us. So why not think of your freelancing work in the same way? Having a system and a simple one at that to help keep you focused and motivated is the key to unlocking your entrepreneurship mastery. The biggest takeaway from this one, it's got to work for you and how you work. Otherwise, you'll be starting from scratch every day. And that is a miserable and oftentimes lonely place to be in when you work for yourself. I'll give you examples of how this works in my life and work and what you can do to set up a simple system for yourself in next week's episode. So stay tuned. And don't forget to check out the resources and links mentioned in this episode in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.